Hello, my friends, and welcome to Band Hacks, a podcast designed to discuss the many ins and outs of band directing in the great state of Texas. I am Doug Fullwood, and with me is Jason Webb, and we are coming to you from the Royce City ISD Performing Arts Center in Royce City, Texas, just east of Dallas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy as we get into all things band. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another exciting, amazing, and fun episode of Band Hacks. This is episode two of season two. And last time we talked with Connor about percussion and all things uh, marching percussion. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I would encourage you to go back and and take a listen to that episode. A lot of really great insight in there. And Jason was funny a couple times, too, as I recall. Yeah, like always. Exactly. So today what we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about apples and oranges, on on today's episode okay and we're really going to talk more of like a philosophical approach to apples and oranges all right what is our philosophy when it comes to whether we are an apple or an orange okay okay now so here's here's kind of what what i don't want to say created um here's kind of where this thought came from how many times have you over the years you've seen groups whether they're large or they're small or whatever classification they're in, they come out and they perform and it's super clear that there is a lack of comprehension or instruction or achievement on the part of the ensemble. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yes. Yes, I have seen seen that at contests, not just football games. We have seen that at contests too. Okay, and so the thought process sometimes goes like this, okay? we look at the group and we go, okay, what's going on there? And we, we kind of, as directors, we kind of filter through and go, okay, is that a student issue? Is that a director issue? Is that a, they just had a bad day issue? Well, fundamentally, as you start looking and listening, you know, good and well, whether, you know, whoops, something went horribly wrong and this is way out of character or if it's like, well, no, this is, this is what these kids have been doing. Right. Right. So what I wanted to get into was this discussion, this thought process of no matter what size of band you have, there is still excellence and success to be achieved. And it does not matter whether you're competing with bands in your same class or across classes. That that's not really the point of it. It's more of what can your do your group do well? And, and what can they execute well? And is it fundamentally sound? Is, is, is it, you know, within the realm of their, their ability? And so many times we see groups where they've been set up from the beginning to not do well. Not necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily the director's intention there. They're not trying to do that. But there's so many fundamental pieces that the students are missing that there's no way they were ever going to be able to manage the music selection, the drill selection, it just wasn't going to happen for them. Right. Right. So what I want to talk about, and we're going to, we're going to do, and we might do some repetition here in terms of what we discussed, because some of these subjects bleed into the others. Okay. Yeah. So, but let's talk about comparison uh, and competition. Okay. So first of all, you were human, you know, especially Friday night ball games, our band plays, the other band plays, there's a natural comparison that gets drawn, you know, especially this time of year. It's like, well, it's pregame, you know, or preseason rather. What, what are the first two 
three, four ball games going to look like in comparison, you know, and we're all just kind of thinking, Oh my gosh, please hang together. Okay. We yes. might, we might phase for a measure, but, but can we get it back? Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so the thing that, the, the that I'm really trying to, to drive home today um, that we, we would like to talk about is it does not matter how small your band is, how big your band is. Excellence is excellence. Achievement is achievement. And you have to be smart about what your expectations are. Okay. So let me, let me try to be a little bit less obscure. So let's talk about classifications, comparison in terms of classification. So have you ever seen a 2A band that is better and stronger in terms of performance than a 5A band? Yes. I have too. Exactly. Have you ever seen uh, a, a 6A band, right? The 6A band that would have been taken down by a 4A group. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, now, but we also know there's 5As and 6As that could take down a lot of 2As and 4As, right. right? So what are we really talking about there? We're talking about here's how we're classified, right? According to UIL, and this is how we do things, again, according to UIL's classification. But when we go to you know, a invitational marching contest. We go to someplace where we're competing with everyone. We are literally in an apples to orange comparison contest. Okay. Apples to oranges. And so what I mean is if I am a small two a band and march really well, I play really well, but I'm, I'm looped in there with a bunch of five, a six a's. I might make finals. I might not like the deck may already be stacked against me. But here's the thing. What we're talking about is a program over here on the right-hand side where, for example, maybe they've got all these techs. Maybe they've got all these resources. Maybe they have this just beautiful, amazing band sound, right? All these kids on the field. And then we come back over here to this other group. They march extremely well. They play extremely well. For their classification, they'd be right there at the top. But because it's not that same amazing sound, and product in all the things that the bigger guys have. We walk away from that contest with that two, a group feeling like, well, we just didn't get it done. Yeah. I can see that, which is yeah. not actually always accurate. Of right? course. No. And so I think it's really important that we talk about defining success. So to me, there's, there's three, three different types of success. Okay. So there's success in general. What does that mean? To me, it's, okay, here's my goals, and, and are we going to meet them? What are the band goals? We're going to classify that as success, right? right. And there's, there's individual success, and there's group success too. So it could be either one of those things that you're aiming for, or it could be both of them, right? Then there's competitive success. So how do you see competitive success? Winning trophies. Winning trophies, right, exactly. Right. Or placing higher than whoever your, your crosstown rival is, right. right? Or going to state or, you know, whatever those things are. That's competitive success, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting about competitive success is you can still have a not great show and not be successful in the big scheme of things, but yet have competitive success Sure. on I that day that. at that contest, right? Right. So I think we have to be really careful about all these, you know, pre-contests and all these things that we do in terms of going, oh yeah, we were, you know, the most amazing band of the day and that's, that's all well and good, except for maybe you didn't have the best show. So what are you going to do? Hey, congratulations, kids. That was great. We're, we're, we're on the way. No, probably not. You're probably going to go, okay, 
let's have a conversation. This was an issue. This was an issue. This was an issue. I'm very happy that you place where you placed. However, this is not us. This is not our group. This is not what we do. We don't have those errors. We don't have those issues. So this is something we have to fix. Take the trophy aside. Let's let it collect dust because that's what it's going to do long term. Oh, yeah. And let's move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there is um, circumstantial competitive success. Okay. <laughs> circumstantial competitive success. And what I'm talking about here is we go win top 5A, 6A, top 4A, 2A, top whatever at a contest in our classification. There's maybe two or three bands. And, and, and now don't get me wrong. Sometimes it could be a really tight two or three bands and it could have been a legitimate, Hey, we really did well in comparison, or it could have been that there really wasn't any competition right? and that you could have attended two weeks ago and you still would have ended up where you are, or maybe you're the only band in the conference. And so you win all the caption awards because you were the only band. Yeah. And, and so then we, we really have to be careful with those things because we're going to win those. That's a, a default. Here's your trophy scenario. W- what level is your show at? Like, did you really get it done? And what message does that send to the kids too? And, and they're smart enough to know, you know, Oh yeah, they're absolutely. totally smart enough to know. So I think when we start talking about success, just in general, I think the competitive success, I think it's gotta be secondary. I think it's got to be secondary to whatever our overall goals for our program are for that season. Right. Yes. I I just, and I think a lot of people get really tied up and wrapped up in what place that I get, what this that I get, what caption awards did we win? And don't get me wrong. Those are things to be celebrated. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. What I'm saying is if you end up in a contest situation and your ensemble doesn't perform well and they win all of these awards, that is not, it's, it's, it's sending two messages. It's you as a director going, this wasn't good enough. And then it's the contest going, Oh yeah, this is great. Nice job. Right. Right. And good. I, you know, we, we talked with our leaders at the beginning of this, this marching season and we wanted to set goals with them and we wanted to know what their goals were for everyone. Right. And of course, you know, everybody's goals are, are typical like trophy goals or, or, you know, Hey, we want to go to state. Hey, we want to go to area finals. We want to do this. And, um, and then some of the leaders started making their goals as, Hey, we want to, we want to make sure that every rehearsal is better than the day before. Nice. And, and while those are, while those are nice goals Mm -hmm. and, you know, something that you would appreciate your students saying and everything, it's not one that everybody buys into. Right. But the more we talked to them and I, we talked about, um, their best moment in band. Okay. And for most of them, it was, it was last year when we, um, did not advance. Right. But the way they felt after they did the show and they knew that they had put their best effort into it, that was like unanimously their favorite moment. And so we sold them on like, Hey, you can make these really high goals That's right. and you can work towards them and understand that if you don't reach the competitive goals, you're still going to feel really good about what you've done. Exactly. Exactly. Because, because I think too, you know, even the kids are smart enough to go, I'm a lot better now than I was. Yes. And I worked hard and this is a result of that hard work. And that gets a lot back into the the whole life skills and things that our activity teaches. Sure. So, so yeah. I, and, and to speak on the circumstantial 
competitiveness. <laughs> right. You know, I've 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 looked into that before when I was at a previous district because, you know, we knew that we were going to we were getting stronger, but yes. we knew that you know, we were going to go to contest and we probably were not going to make finals. Right, exactly. So I was looking into certain organizations that I knew that there were hardly any bands our <laughs> size in. Sure. And looking at the signups and thinking like, man, we could go and mm. we would be declared like the the national champions. <laughs> universal, of this. universal, exactly. intergalactic marching champions. <laughs> right, right. right. And, and yes, we would have known that we're not the, you know, the best band in the entire nation doing sure. that. However, um, it is kind of a boost for Absolutely. students that haven't yes. seen a lot of success. So I'm not totally against the circumstantial uh, right. success as long as it is paired with what you and your students know is actual progress in your program and band. Exactly. And I think, I think too, it's important. And, and please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with oh, that no, circumstantial no. success. It's not, that's not it. What I'm saying is it's two completely different things. Yes. And each of them have their place. And so I just think that's really important to understand. But, but then again, when we start talking about a comparison across classifications, types of competitions, I think it's really important to keep those things in perspective. And, and, you know, you need to do what you do well. And, and that's really the bottom line. But what, what I struggle with is when I see groups where I know good and well, that's not the best they could do. Like the, I see their performance and I don't mean like, Oh, well that was just, you know, little bit of feed phasing and oh, all that was, you know, our articulation is not good there. I mean, it was like, Oh my goodness, we have no concept of what's going on right here. And that's where I struggle, you know, as, sure. as, as a director, I'm just like, this should not happen. This is not a thing. This is not good for kids. And, and so, you know, over the years there have been, there, there is that thought process of we spend so much time in education. We spend so much time dealing with all the garbage that education, you know, can throw at us. We get pretty jaded we get pretty frustrated and we get to the point where we're just like, you know what? it's just going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. And that is the absolute worst attitude you could possibly have when you're working with kids. And, and so, you know, if that's you, um, I doubt you're probably listening to this because you know, you're probably not trying to get better. But the, <laughs> the thing about it is, you know, your lack of desire to move that ensemble forward or make a better experience for those kids, it, it, it cannot be fun for you. Number one. And number two, it's not doing anybody else any favors either. So, so you're literally, you know, just, uh, I don't know what you call it. it. It's, it's just not good. It's not good education. It's not good instruction. It's not good taking care of kids. It's not any of those things. So my point in, in starting with that, as we get into the rest of this stuff, everything has to be kept in perspective. And so, you know, where is your level of excellence with regard to the size of your band, the things that they can do? Are you setting goals all those different things so that you can decide whether you're successful or not. And it's not just you as the director deciding the kids need to decide too. Yes. They need to be able to go. Yes. I feel good about what I just did. All those hours, all that time, all that stuff that we put into this, whatever the competitive result was, we were successful. Maybe we were a larger band this year. Maybe we marched more sets. Maybe we were cleaner this year. Maybe we played a, a level of music that was more challenging. Maybe we, we've never fluttered before and we all learned how to do that now. So, you know, we're elevating up and we're moving our product up from where it was like, and I think that those things are great and they need to be celebrated. Yes. Know? Yes. So, okay. Classification and numbers. Okay. Next section. Um, does the number of band members have an impact on the way the performance comes across? 
to the audience? Yes. Yes, absolutely it does. Yes. Yeah, to the audience. Right. Now, to band directors, I mean, obviously we can see the difference between a state marching like yes. to a group and a, a to a group that is struggling. Exactly, exactly. Or, you know, a, and a lot of times the audience can see things like, well, it's really clear that this group is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But if you've seen really stellar small school bands and they exist, okay, they, they oh, exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and you can, can lock in on those guys. You can find out. It's like, oh, look, uh, we really can have high expectations. And, oh, look, these kids really are working hard. And they're working just as hard as their counterparts in 5A and 6A. And, you know, and in some cases, they're playing the same level of music and above. Right. And, and so, you know, again, going back to that thought process of, well, you know, we're too small. Uh, we don't have what we need. It, it's just a defeatist attitude, and it's bad. It's bad for kids. Yeah. I know? mean, I honestly, and I, I don't know if we're, we'll get into this, but I had this thought uh, before I knew that we were doing the podcast on this topic. Okay. That... Uh, you know, we were passing out the region music to the kids at the beginning of summer band. And um, and I was thinking, man, I don't spend as much time working with the individual student on region music mm-hmm. as I did when I was at a 1A or at a 3A or at a 4A. Interesting. And so I felt like I was able to hold my standards higher at those smaller schools with the individual student with regards to helping each kid and Absolutely. like making sure that these kids turn into really good individual musicians. Now I had that thought in the sense that like, Hey, I need to do a better job <laughs> of like <laughs> right. making sure that I, you know, get off my computer in my break time and, and, go and out get and out help. there and, yeah. and help these kids play the region music. But right. you know, like you said before, all of these size groups come with challenges. Absolutely. And if I have three trumpet players, I'm going to help those three trumpet players be the absolute best trumpet player that they could ever be. That's right. If I have 25 trumpet players, I don't know that I could, you know, I don't know my wife would stay married to me if I helped all 25 of those trumpet players on an individual level like I would help three. Right. And like they would need to get all 25 to the same. Right. But again, that also goes to what level of procedures and and fundamentals that you have in place while you're waiting on them to get to you. Right. So that's part of it too. But I I think you make an excellent point in that big schools, small schools, big bands, small bands, they all have their own idiosyncrasies and their own challenges. So if you're a big school band, you know, you're looking at the small school guys going, man, it would probably be pretty cool to like only have to clean 80 sets of feet, you know, or 40 sets of feet. And then if you're a small school, you're probably looking at them going, man, it would be nice to have all that money and cool stuff out there on the field, you know. But I will tell you from having been in small schools before, I do not envy, and also having been in large schools, I do not always envy the number of feet that the larger guys have to clean. Because it's a lot. It is. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of body issues. There's a lot of carriage issues. There's a lot of horn angles, heads, all those different things. I mean, it's the same issue multiplied, right? Yes. Um, and, and then the other part of it too is in some of the smaller schools, we, we get challenging instrumentation, right? But, but what I struggle with a lot, um, and I keep using the word struggle, is I'll, I'll see a group where they, the, the selections that they're performing and the way it's been arranged and the way it's being approached is not gonna, it, it's not fitting them well at all. Sure. Right. And a lot of times you end up with like, uh, two trombones, 
or three euphoniums. There's not much of a, br- a brass section or there's a trumpet that can play and there's three others that are trying to figure out what planet they're on. Right. Right. And, and so, but we give, we give this music that we like that has this melodic line that we're, is cool and people, maybe they recognize it, maybe they don't, but it just sets the kids up to fail. They're not going to be able to get it. Yep. But we go, no, I think we can get that done. And you just kind of shake your head and go, oh my goodness, what, what are we doing here? You know, and, and I'll, I'll also, I want to, I want to throw this out here too, just in the middle of this, <clears throat> excuse me. If you are dealing with show issues right now in your show, I don't care if you're a big school or small school and like you're, you're saying to yourself, okay, that's something we're just going to have to make sure we stay on top of until contest. That's one thing. If you're saying, man, I hope that gets cleaned up by contest, that's a whole different ball game. And so yeah. you, you may have some decisions to make in terms of going, yeah, I don't want to go that direction. I need to simplify things. Now I will say this, and I know Jason, the overachiever you are, you don't like it when things are simplified, right? Because you can play anything. That's right. Exactly. Whatever. So, but for me, <laughs> like for me, I know as a student, I needed stuff simplified. And if you gave me something I could not play, it wasn't going to get played. Yeah. That's the bottom line. And, and a lot of that, that's what we end up doing. So our stronger players can kind of play it. The seconds and thirds, you know, the, the, the mids and the bottoms of the chord don't play it. And so all we get is this bright, tinty, you know, every two counts the trumpet players, you know, or every two measures the trumpet player is taking a breath in the middle of the, the melodic line that doesn't sound any good anyway because he knows nobody else around him is playing. Right. So, um, so, so I think when you start looking at classification and the number of students in your band, I think you have to be really careful about how you approach that. First of all, classification in my mind is really more about the size of school that you're in. Um, and, and, you know, we're not going to get into the whole scheduling and electives and all the things that can be a detriment to numbers, not talking about that. What I'm talking about are what are all the things that can be, um, done well, regardless of the number of students in your band. And so what does that look like? Well, I mean, that's your students can all march with the same technique. Exactly. They can play, they can understand what a balanced sound is. You can teach them. You can tell them, hey, that's too much, you know? Yeah. Um, and and kind of like what we were talking about last week or a couple of weeks ago with Connor when he was talking about, um, you know, the balance of different parts of the band just being way up and over and the director just doesn't notice it because they've just been sitting there listening to it over yeah. and over and over again, you know? Um, which, again, you know, you mentioned uh, talking to friends. If, if, if you're in a situation where, you know, let's say you can't afford a clinician for whatever reason, um, you can reach out to a friend. You can reach out to a mentor. You can go, hey, I'm struggling with this. None of us are going to go, um, check, please. At least you shouldn't, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, and so. And even, even if they're too far away, like if the people that yeah. you know and trust are too far away, send them a video of it. Absolutely. And, and have them make notes. Now, the audio recording is not going to be that great, right. but, but that's okay. You can still figure out some pretty significant issues if there are and how to address them. Yeah. And that's, I, I tell you, that's, that's one of the things I find too, especially the younger directors. And I was this way as well, where it's like, I'm not really sure how to fix that issue. So I'll just deal with that later. Sure. We'll deal with that later. And then meanwhile, the kid has repped it and repped it and repped it and repped it. And it's been wrong. And then what do we do? We're getting ready for contest. Oh my gosh, why can't you get that? <laughs> well, because you let me do it incorrectly for about 60 days. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many, uh, 
how many days does it take to create a habit? Well done, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. and, 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 and again, you know, I, I think, um, and I, I'm kind of bouncing around all over the place on this one, but this is a frustration of mine, as you can probably tell, <laughs> you know, when I started out, I, I have been in conference a, as a college drill writer, all the way up to 6A now as a fine arts director. I was never a 6A band director, okay? But what I will tell you is kids are kids, and music is music. And fundamentals are fundamentals, and doing it correctly is doing it correctly. And, and yes, we can get into show design discussions and bad decisions on staging and, you know, dumb-looking guard uniforms and all of that. None of that is, is talking about can the students achieve the product that you placed in front of them, you know? Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I mean, again, I, I really think that, um, selection of music and show design is a big portion of it absolutely. because I mean, yes, we all as band directors go out and watch the terrific groups, whether they're two a all the way up to six a and stuff. Right, but right. if, if we look at that and we say, or oh, one yeah, a. we're going to do Don't this. Forget one a. Yeah, one, one a. a. Yeah. But if we, if we look at that and say, yeah, all my kids can do that. We're going to, well, this show is going to be awesome. We're going to do this. And you're not yes. thinking about, you know, hey, I've got three trombones and one of them has two left feet. You right. know, how's my trombone oh my section goodness. going to. What, know. do they have like a transplant or something? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> but if they, if they, you know, if we know that they're not going to be able to achieve this harder level of drill or this harder level of music, That's exactly right. you know, write the show for that. Exactly. Because if it's something you can clean, if it's something that you can help those students achieve at, then you're not, I mean, it's going to be successful. I right. Mean, it's not and, a, and, and not only that, but if they, they achieve and are successful there, what do they do the next year? Cause they've already achieved that level. Right. Right. And so I think that's an excellent point that you make because we talk about, well, we're, we're afraid to, um, you know, go jump out and buy a sound cart. We're afraid to go add these things. And we say things like, well, drum corps is the worst thing that's ever happened to marching band. Well, you know, I'm not going to get into that discussion because I know, you know, there, there certainly are some challenges with both activities. But, but here's the reality is, drum corps or not, the activity evolves. It just does. Yes. Some things that have evolved are great. Others are not so great. And that's just the bottom line. But again, we're not talking about what could have, should have, would have. What we're talking about is how do we make our students, our ensemble, successful? How to, and, and, and not, in comp, not in a competitive success, but how do we make our ensemble um, successful from a, like you talked about earlier, we feel good, the kids feel good, they're excited, they've leveled up from where they were, and now as we look at the next season, whatever that is, here we go. We've yeah. got some new experience. We've got more experienced margers. You know, and all of that stuff, like we're talking about success breeds success, it, it just pushes, you know? Sure. Well, if I'm if I'm in a small school, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping around as well. No, but jump around. Yeah. If I'm if I'm in a small school, and just like I'm in a big school here, I I'm thinking about what am I going to play at at UIL concert and sight reading? Okay. What am I gonna What am I gonna take to these sit down band contests? Right. 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 And if I'm going to spend four months playing that music, and it's grade three music, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then. If my marching show is grade three music and I'm going to be playing that music while moving around yes. for the same amount of time that I'm going to be cleaning this other stuff, what are the chances that I'm going to have it as clean as I want it by that time? And that is a fair question. And so, I mean, all of these, all of the concert band concepts, like, 
you know, a controlled, nice mm-hmm. tone quality, um, being musical with the phrases yep. and giving the line direction. Yes. Yeah. All of this stuff, um, is, is how you need to approach your, your marching band. Regardless and of how big or small Regardless it of is. how big. Yes. Absolutely. And, and honestly, um, the bigger groups can get away with a little bit more unbalance. If you ask me, yes, because they can. I mean, That's right. you hear all of it. Yes. So, um, you know, just when, when we hear groups that play with a loud, nasty sound mm-hmm. and it's like four or five kids doing it. Right. That's, that's unbalanceable. Like right. You can't, it's, like, a, it's offensive. It's offensive. It comes across as offensive. And, and what, what's challenging about that too, is two things. Number one, it's either a situation where the director has told the kids and they just won't do it, which to me, there's a relationship issue there where, sure. you know, Hey, the, the, the director needs to be able to say no. And the kids need to go, yep, you're right. And back off. Okay. But you know, the other part of that is if the director's not telling them, the kids may think they're doing a fantastic job. And if you've ever watched them do that, they're working their tails off yep. for a product that is not being addressed, is not being detailed, is not being handled, you know? Right. And, and there are really some directors out there that, that will be like, well, you know, the parents in the community are happy. And, and I'm like, okay, great. What about the kids? Are the kids happy? Cause you can look at them and go, nope, they're not. Yeah. They're not enjoying this. They're not proud of this. This is not a good experience for them. In fact, in some cases it becomes embarrassing, you know? Right. And, and so, yeah. But I, I mean, you know, I, I'll let I'll let our group loose every now and then, and just say mm-hmm. like, give it, like, yeah. give me all the let sound right that's now. Right. And then even as we're doing that, and we're like, man, that's a lot of sound. You know, mm-hmm. I'll say, good grief, whoever this second <laughs> trumpet player is, second has got to back off, or lead, or you know, lead they're trombone. just blasting on a third line yes. B or something yes. like that. And and you know, they they know. And they expect me to back them off if they're playing right. with and, a terrible sound. And in fact, they're not being successful if you don't tell them to back off. Right? That's correct. Yes. <laughs> correct. Well, I've told them that too. I'm like, look, I haven't asked you to play softer yet. So until right. I do, give me the sound and then I'll back you off. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, there's, there have been a lot of groups that are small groups where if you see one trombone player out on the field, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you definitely hear that one trombone. But you the do. one trombone shouldn't be the loudest section on the field. Right, right. But that also gets into situations, and for those of you that have the smaller groups, you know, you, what we need to be focused more on is are we defining the way all the students are articulating? Are we balancing? Do the kids know? Like if you have a clinician show up and go, okay, kids, where's the melody? Right. Can they answer that question? Sure. And if they can't, that's a problem because now they don't know exactly what they're listening for, you know? Right. So, um, so anyway, what else you got on that? I mean, it helps your concert band sound if you're going to oh, teach controlled balanced sounds all the time. Yep. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. You know, I was, I was a first trumpet when I was in marching band and I was trying to play loud a right. lot. Right. And then when it got turned down to, Hey, this concert season, we're going to play, you know, these grade fours, <laughs> grade fives. Yeah. I, it's a completely different sound. It almost... I, I want to say it took me a week or two to get your sound back to where it was. If yeah. You're that dark, nice sound. Right. Well, and, and there's there's also differing philosophies on sounds, on marching band sounds, concert band sounds, and all of that. And, of course, we're talking about our preference. Sure. But, but I think still, regardless of whether you want to open your marching band up or not, if you open it up and it's a loud, balanced, in-tune sound, and it's not offensive, like, I can deal with that. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, with me, absolutely. Right? No, that's um, fun. But then there's there's also... 
there's also that school of thought where I'm going to keep everything in the box. No, I want to offend anybody, you know, and then I'm going to, I'm going to get this judge's comments like, man, I really would like for you guys to open that up some while they write a division one on the rating sheet. Right. And there's that approach too. So what we, what we just, excuse me, sorry, go off of what you just said. What we typically tell our kids is like, if it sounds really good, Uh we're going to ask for more of it. Right. So until it sounds bad. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But, uh, let's, let's focus on, you know, can you hear the other parts? Do you know who has the melody? Are you playing in a balance? Nice tone quality. And then after it is, then we can say, give me more of that. I like that. Exactly. Nobody listens to a kid blasting and go, man, I wish I could hear a little bit more of that sound. Well, and, and two, you know, you start talking about small ensembles. Um, if you have a small school group or even if you're a big school, but you have small numbers, your students can still learn the concept of listening for parts and knowing where their limits are, you know? And, and my favorite too is, you know, going back to the battery discussion that we had last episode, one snare drummer on the field for 40 or 50 kids, that snare drummer still does not need to play three feet off the drum head. Right. It just doesn't need to happen. And, and so, but there's so many people that just, they, they, they lose sight of <clears throat> allergies, not they lose sight of allergies. <laughs> they, they lose sight of what's important and the overall ensemble product that's coming out. And, and that's where we really get sideways with what, um, you know, we determine as success because we go to the contest, we don't get the rating we want, or we don't get the placement we want. Now, all of a sudden, we're not being successful. Sure. Well, it very well could just simply be a tweak here and there that, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's no different than I'm going to turn the television on. Of course, you know, way back when. You turn a TV on now, you have to turn the volume up, like if you've got current technology, right? Right. But back then, the volume would say what it was. And if it had gotten cranked up and then you turn it on and you weren't used to it, man, it'd blow you right out of the room. Yep. And, you know, so so thinking about, um, you know, things in that realm where it's like, okay, I've played in ensembles before. I know what balance is. I know what playing in tune is. I know how to attack together. I know what syllable I'd like to use. Here, kids, this is what we're going to do because I know this is best practice to make this happen. Yes. But but that's not what happens. It's, here, kids, play this. Okay, let's do that better. Okay, let's do that one more time. <laughs> okay, can we do it better? Yeah, kids are like, yeah, we can do that better. But there's no instruction given. There's no, we need to address this, we need to address this, we need to address this, right? You did a walkthrough in my class today when we are playing stand tunes and you're calling me out. No, no. <laughs> I didn't even have my iPad with me when I came through. I was just coming to no. hang out with the kids, man. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, but I will I will tell you those battery parts in um, uh, bad, bad, medicine. bad medicine, they are absolute trash. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go on record. I, I'm sorry, All I can right. write better battery parts than that. <laughs> anyway, um... So, so, so yeah, so that, I think when you start talking about the classification, put that to the side, you want to start talking about numbers, put that to the side. Once both of those things are the side, now you're free to look at musically what you can do with what you have. And if you don't do those things, oh my goodness, is the band world going to bite you in the butt? And, and you're going to be looking at it going, I have no idea what just happened. I don't even know why. And we worked our tails off. We worked so many hours. I stressed about it. I worried about it. And we still got obliterated. Yeah. It's because you're missing the boat. Right. Right. And, and again, progress is, is defined differently, um, in different size ensembles, but also different size programs and where your program's starting. You may be new on your job and, you know, excellent point, all of that. So I, I just, 
if it's if it's me, you gotta you gotta think past. I'm gonna play this one piece musically. <laughs> to I'm gonna create musicians because we're yes. all educators, and I mean me and me and Doug are, are proof that like <laughs> we've we've done from from the smallest of one A all the way up to six A groups, right. and I just there are there are times when you know if we don't place well at a contest and i'm sitting up in the bleachers with the kids and um you know and they say man I, you know i thought we did a really good job and and they you know in a nice way can compare from one ensemble to the next and know the right things to be listening for yep. because that wasn't always the case you know i right. used to take my group uh and and when we would see another band at the contest, their comments would be, man, that group was loud. Right. Did you see that group? It was yeah. so loud. They were so good. And loud translates to good. Correct. And it was not good. <laughs> it was not. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, as as an educator, you like to see, I, I like to see our students become more musically inclined, yes. like more more of a musician person rather than a, I'm going to play loud all the time. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, and you know, there's also the human, the humanity side of what we do too, right? Which we've talked about before. Um, a student, a human being is not going <laughs> to want to spend hours and hours and hours in something and not have any level of fulfillment or, um, you know, intrinsic reward type of scenario. They're just not going to want to do that. Sure. You know, I mean, they're, they're going to want to have something. They're going to want to, like you're talking about, they've just felt so good after they came off the field and that that's not something that you can just like package up and sell. I wish we could, right? but you can't, but you have to get them to that level, you know? And what's interesting is, you know, we talk about last year's group and we start looking at this year's group in terms of the sound quality um, and the way they're performing this time of year is completely different group than it was last year. Sure. I mean, it's exponentially stronger. Right. But again, you're talking about using this reflective practice and, right. and that I think is the key. What do we need to do differently? What do we need to address? Am I making good decisions for the kids? Am I worried about just competitive success? Because if you do that, you are missing some things along the way. Yes. Will you get there? Maybe. Will but, you not get there? I don't know. And then is it at the expense of your students' experience? Yes. Yes. I 100% agree. And I just, um, what, what happens when you get there, you know? Excellent when, question. What does when, happen when you get there? Yeah, I mean, you get another trophy mm -hmm. and you get first chair again. Yep. And then you get, get to talk about it on a podcast, right. right? Until the until the next year and And do you, you know have to get so, the so, next year? So here's one. Do you know I've talked to a number of band directors that have actually won the state title in whatever their conference was and they struggled to get their juniors to come back for the next season. Oh, I, I, I can right? see that for sure. They struggle. And, 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 but, but here's the thing. Those kids were probably the best kids to be able to come back and, you know, carry on the legacy of the ensemble. But maybe those kids got the perception that we were only worried about the trophy, the trophy, or that, well, I've gotten the trophy and there's nothing else to do with this now, which is so the opposite of what we're trying to do with music education. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that can really be, that can really be challenging if we are not careful about how we talk to our kids about that. They need to understand we're not, we, yes, if we're going to compete, we want to compete to win. That's great. But fundamentally speaking, um, at, at its most basic level, we're trying to improve as musicians, as people, as, you know, team members, all these different things. And 
those things are other ways in which to measure success that, that really, if you do those things the right way, the competitive success comes. Right. right. Well, I mean, think about it. All of the people that are in band in Texas and mm-hmm. in the United States. Yes. Only one band in your class can win. Right. And so to think that there are students out there that are going to feel like, That's right. oh, we didn't win. I'm not good. That's exactly right. Kind of thing. You can't or you base end up, it on competitive success. You end, up, you end up in an alternate spot, right? Because right. we know what that feels like. Right. Yep. And, 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 but again, exactly right. You cannot just base it off competitive success. You can aim for it. Sure. You can aim for it. And yes, I mean, you know, I, I play golf almost every weekend and every weekend there's guys that play with me that there is no way that I'm going to win. Right. They're going to shoot five under and I'm going to shoot 10 over or whatever. They're going to win, but I still have a good time and I still look at like, am I getting better? And, and can I see this success? And, um, it's just. Yeah, we can't we can't base it all on competitive success. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's important too. So you know, you, you start at the, the beginning of the season, and you do need to define what are your real goals that you can actually measure. Not well, uh, like you said, I want each rehearsal to be better. I mean, that's a great thought, but how are you going to measure if it was better than the day before? What metric do we use? Right. Right. Yeah. So okay, um, moving on. So the haves and have-nots. You ever heard this? Um, well. You know, we're just not ever going to be competitive. We don't have a private lesson staff. We don't have a budget for soundboard. We don't have any of that stuff. So we're just going to do what we do, and it's going to be fine. Yep. Okay. The we can't do that here. Now, what is wrong with that thought process? Well, a lot of the time, you can do those things. Correct. And, and sometimes it's a smaller level, yes. but if it hasn't ever been done, start it up. Exactly. And if you don't have the resources, then figure out how to make that happen. Maybe you can borrow equipment. Maybe you can reach out and have some people help you. But here's the problem. When you make that statement and you go, you know what, we're just going to do what we do. You're making that decision for every student in your ensemble. That's what you're doing. You are not, you're not allowing for where they may be with some of this. And quite frankly, I mean, not to be a butt, but I mean, it's not your band. It's the community's band. You are the lead, but those kids, those kids have a stake in it as well. And so, you know, if everybody in the community, all the kids are good with y'all just, you know, not looking great and not taking care of business. Okay. As a music educator, that should not be a thing ever. No. It just should not be a thing. And and even if you're in a situation where, okay, well, I'm close to retirement and I'm so sick of this. And cause I know we've all heard this, this thing before, right? Okay. You're, you're sick of it. Then guess what? It's time for you to retire because yep. if you don't and you stick it out, what you're doing is screwing up the legacy of the time when you weren't tired of it. Yes. I mean, that, that is, you know, that is the biggest thing that I wish people would understand is like, you're not doing the students a favor by staying at work and being grumpy. That doesn't, that does not help them. And it also doesn't help you. In fact, it probably raises your blood pressure depending on how old you are. Right. Right. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, what about that band is more successful because they have this. I mean, yeah, I've heard that a million times. I have too. I have but, too. Whether and, it's show designer, drill designer, oh, that person, you know, they have this song. These, these people are their design team. And that's why they're so great. And and that band may be better than your group that year. 
But what can you do for your program uh-huh. to start making steps towards, you know, competing right. better or or just having a higher level product? Yes. And, and I think, too, you know, all these guys that where we look at them and go, man, that group is incredible. I would love for my group to get to that level. OK, great. Well, guess what they did for you? They They showed you that a group can get to that level. So now you have something to work towards if you didn't. Right. Now you're like, okay, well, let's, let's go see what we can do. And then you level up. And, and that's, that's really important too. When you're starting to talk about building programs, um, programs where, you know, maybe things have not been great in recent years. Maybe you're the new person in and it's, you have to assess, okay, what, what do I do here? How do I deal with this? Well, you decide what happened last year. What do the kids know? Talk to the kids, figure out what direction you need to go. And then you execute, you have the plan, you execute, you reflect along the way. You make things better. You have people help you. And then it is a good experience for everybody. And and that's the thing that I think some of us uh, struggle with at times. And it may be, too, that you're working in a, a crummy situation. And that plays into your thought process on how you, you approach your students. But again, uh, you know, maybe you don't need to work there. Maybe you're not good in that scenario because of what those circumstances are. You know, I mean, and, yeah. and, and that happens. There, there are places where, you know, the administration is not interested in setting your schedule up for you to be more successful, like some of your counterparts. Now, there are some times where that that does happen, where the, um, the way the schedule set up, whether you're ability based classes or you're not, whether the students are really getting individualized, differentiated instruction on their instrument. Right whether they're really getting that or it's just a matter of, well, we're just doing the best we can to get notes and rhythms down and we'll just roll the dice and here we go. And, and so yes, there's some differences there, but again, that does not matter. It is about where are you and what do you need to do to be successful? And if you don't have that piece, then say, I don't have that piece. I've got to figure this out anyway. Right. Cause I hate to break it to everybody, but you know, band was done for many, many years with all the kids in the same room, all yes. the instruments, all the kids in the same room. And it still happens today, especially in smaller schools where the staff's not there, you know? So, yeah. so anyway, um, okay. How about this one? Our kids will never be at that level. We are just a small group. That's just sad. Or a young group. It's just some yeah. of the some of the best musicians I know, individual musicians, yes. came out of small schools. Absolutely, and and some of the best band directors in the state are currently at small schools. Mm-hmm. Some of them are at large schools, but I mean, you know, like we talked about earlier, there's there's different challenges in each situation, um, but neither situation is without challenge. Right. And, and that's the thing too. I think, you know, small school guys, if they've never been in a big school environment, it's hard to understand what those challenges are. Big school guys, if you've never been in a small school, it's hard for you to understand it too. The only way you really get a picture of it is if you're like Jason and I, where we've been at pretty much every level and we've seen what it looks like, what the extra resources bring, but also what other headaches you deal with on the larger end and things like, for example, I know my first two years as a head director, my band, I think my first year we had 32 kids. Second year we had like 28. Like the second year we had 16 wins. Okay, Mm -hmm. 16 wins, color guard, put the percussion back in the back of the band. But but I will tell you, that's one of the cleanest groups, marching and playing, that I've had. And and so, you know, there are um, 
advantages and disadvantages to no matter what level and classification you're on, which is why I'm saying throw all that garbage away. Don't worry about that. You worry about being excellent, achieving things, you know, and, and try really hard not to be in a place of, well, you know, we're just not ever going to compete with that orange over there because we're an apple. Okay. You know what? You're probably right. Right. But that's not what we're talking about. So to say we're never going to compete with that orange because we're an apple. And then we let the apple drop off the tree and rot on the ground. Yeah. No, see, that, I, that's, I'm, that's my issue. Yeah, yeah. I was misunderstanding. I was thinking you were talking about because, because I'm saying it, you're right. We're never gonna. Right. And I mean, you waste well, so that much too. time. That yeah. too. You waste so much time doing that I mean, or, and, and talking like that. But I will say that, you know, me and me and Carrie, we look back on our on our lives when we were in smaller schools sure. working together. Um, and we were up at the band hall till eight or nine o'clock, letting the kids take private lessons. Yes, you know, and, exactly. And then now, you know, I'm up at the band hall until eight or nine, at least two days a week. And right. the earliest we go home is probably five or six. You're getting up here at six thirty in the morning. Yes. We all have the same amount of time that we can work with the kids in right. rehearsal exactly because of the eight hour rule right but outside of that um you know i'm going to work until i can assure that i'm going to mm. be prepared for the rehearsal right and allow it to run efficiently right some of the stuff that i mean you know having to do all the uniforms by yourself or having to yes. you know find this uh, make copies that's in the music time. library it's, it's, and everything. It's a lot of time whether yeah. it's you by yourself with 40 kids and it takes forever because i've been there it does yes it does um or whether you know you have nine band directors on your staff and you have to you know f five of them have to run middle school campuses that are just as big as the high school campus right and then um you know the high school directors are tasked with everything from travel to uniforms to music to percussion equipment and all yep. of that stuff it's budget it is and, yeah. definitely yeah budget and it is definitely time consuming for everyone but um you know it's just a waste of time to compare and and yes. say you know we're never going to do this because of this exactly and um, and, and you because know, you can do a lot you can and and you know we're using apples and oranges just because it was the easiest thing that i could think of to go okay if you're going to compare a 2a band to a 6a band let's call one an apple let's call the other an orange but but again you know Let's let's say for argument's sake that you're a two A, you're struggling, and you're in a contest with a six A, and they're not struggling. So it's fair to say we're not there. Yeah, yet. absolutely. And yet is the key word. Yet is the key word because you may not be a six A, you may not be performing at that level of achievement and artistry, but you could perform at a higher level than you're at now, mm -hmm. and then the next year you could perform at a higher level then too and now you've moved up two levels maybe not classification but what you're doing is like wow i mean that's really really solid for um you know that level of group and yep. especially the number of players on the field those types of things so yeah um and I don't, I don't want anybody to misunderstand i'm not not trying to harp on um this whole you know the bigger bands they're bigger the bigger bands with the bigger productions those types of things it is difficult to compete with a smaller group but that's not what you're really trying to do you're trying to be the best group that you can be under your own circumstances but where my issue is is where we just go meh we're just not ever going to be there and we stop trying and we let our kids do things that they should not be permitted to do like you know not taking care of marching technique correctly we don't establish the marching technique and we get frustrated with our students for 
them not looking the same. And we get the comment, I'm really having a hard time defining finding a, uh, a defined marching technique in this band, oh. right? And we get frustrated with the kids. And it's like, well, okay, if it's not defined and it's not apparent, well, where did that start? Because it didn't start with the students, yeah. you know? And, and sometimes that's a hard thing too, where you look at it and go, okay, that's on me. Sure. Totally on me. And I've, I've had those aha moments before. Oh, where I'm just like, man, I was a really bad director today. I was not good. I, I still have those days as a fine arts director. I was like, I'm not, I'm not a good fine arts director. Today. No, you're you're the best well, fine arts whatever. director. But, but, but that's, that, it's this whole um, attitude. And that's really what it is. This thought process and attitude of, we just can't get there from here. And that just couldn't be farther from the truth you're not able to get there yet, but that's what you're working towards, right. you know? Um, so anyway, all right, let's, let's move on. So we talked about success, breeding success earlier, but again, how do we define what's successful? And we've, we've talked a little bit about it as we've gone, but is, let me, let me ask you this is, uh, getting the rating that you want. Is that a success? Sure. Okay. If that performance, was not the best performance that you've had, was it still a success? I mean, hopefully. Hopefully hopefully you can tell like that you've come from a lower sure. level to that level and and you know, you can go on stage and your ensemble doesn't mm-hmm. have their best performance and you still, you know, get a first division. Okay. Exactly. That's yeah. pretty successful. Right. And and but but I think too it's important to go, okay, kids what were the things that didn't go well? What went well? What are the things? Because we all know oh, yeah. in live performance, weird things happen from time to time, right? Right. So, you know, my question is, do we hang all of our, yes, we've been successful on the rating, on the contest placement, on how we did versus another band? No. No. I think that, I, I think that you have to place success on, are you creating you know, musicians, are you creating, uh, good humans and are yeah. all of those humans having a good time in your class for one reason or another? And do they actually want to play? And do they want to play their instrument and stuff? And yeah. maybe even after high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll say, you know, we've, we've won, you know, we've won a marching contest mm, before, yeah. um, together. And, yep. uh, if we were to, you know, and, and, and a lot of, a lot of schools can do this. You know, if we were to play a recording of that year for the current year, yep, they all of those kids would know that, like, man, we're better now. Right? Hey, we we That's have exactly more understanding right. of what you know our teachers have taught us. Yep. Um, and you can see that progression from year to year. Um, and so that is a that is a pretty easy thing to to show to your kids, and right. you can see yourself that like. Hey, you know, I I know that we felt really good about last year's show, but sure. like, you know, let's but, watch it but again let's, and let's be, be realistic about where where we were and where we are now. Right, and 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 I think that 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 is measurable. Like you can see it and you can hear it. Yes, right. Um, and so, but the other part of it too is there are other types of success that we need to celebrate. You know, when we we did the tell your story episode, which is I think that was the second or third one we did. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we we talked about depending on where your program was, when you have success, celebrate. Well, success can be a, a number of things, as we've already discussed. It could be increased numbers. It could be we're playing harder music. It could be the tone quality of the band, so much better than it was. It could be that we didn't feel comfortable marching our percussion section last year, but we do this year. There, there's so many different things. But again, 
what you're looking for is a stair step approach essentially, or it could be a ramp, I guess, either one sure. from year to year, you know, and, and okay, your band is young this year. Cool. Fundamentally, do they have what they need to have? Awesome. Then we should be okay. So from a maturity standpoint, in terms of the choices and decisions they make, sure, that might be a challenge. But in terms of ability, in terms of playing with good fundamental sounds, articulating correctly, understanding what they're listening for, all those different things. So, you know, be, be careful about saying like, well, my band's, you know, just super young and I'm really worried. And, you know, and you know, you know, too, good and well, there's guys out there that are like, well, I just, I just don't know if this is going very well. And you're looking at them like, it's totally going well. In yeah. fact, you know it's going well. You're just telling me that you don't think it's oh, yes. going well. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and so, which, which is okay. I mean, you know, that's kind of one of those things where we, we all try to be humble about the product. And, you know, the most incredible directors out there are typically the most humble people. And they're never satisfied with the product. Right. And that is something that, that we all could learn from. They're yeah. never satisfied. They never arrive, you know? Um, so... On the on the subject of like it's a young band and all of that stuff, you know, <laughs> okay. I, I, um, you know, my my old high school that I that I went to as a student has a much bigger band now than they did when I was there. Right. And you know, I Look don't how good you are. Right. I'm really good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like thinking about how like, you know, maybe I'm the best trumpet player that's ever been out of that high school. But I do like to think about how, you know ever since I was in high school or even junior high or, you know, the people before me came through that school, it, the program has ramped up, Yes, you know? And Absolutely. so your legacy doesn't have to be that we were the greatest Roy city band of all time. Right. It can be that, Hey, you know, you see how that, that pattern of bands mm -hmm. getting better. That's right. You know, we started that or we exactly. continued that. Exactly. Um, and, and in whatever aspect you, you know, you desire but if you know if every kid in your whole band made all state uh one year then the next year is not going to be better than that right <laughs> exactly but but we also know that's not a thing right, right? it's not a thing but, but again that's a, that is one metric correct right that is one metric among all of the others that are out there mm -hmm. now this is you have to be careful with this too because if it's just well we're going to measure success by our students having fun well I mean, students can burn the building down and say that's fun. So, so it, there, there's what I'm saying is from from a metric standpoint, you have to have a number of measurable. We want this. We want this. We want this. We want this. Right. And some of those things can be director initiated that maybe the kids don't even realize. Some of them they need to be responsible for. You need to communicate that to them. But you know, if you're going into a new program and you're like, okay, I have five years to turn the sucker around then you're going to have this ramp look on, you know, as, as far as looking into the future where you need to be. And yeah. then you're going to be checking in on that as you go to get that better. And because the bottom line is you're either getting better or you're not. Yeah. Okay. And, yep. and, and I, I don't say that to, you know, minimize anybody's struggles, but, but the bottom line when, when it comes to it is, what we do is a judged activity, number one. And number two, even if we're not being actively judged by judges, we're being judged by other people, okay? Maybe they have music degrees, maybe they don't. This is Texas. And and in Texas, we banned, right? Yep. And, and so there's always a level of quality and achievement that we're working towards. And as soon as we hit it, 
then we don't go, okay, well, that's it. We're good enough. And then we slide back down the hill. We keep pushing. We keep pushing, you know? Yeah. Now, that's not to say that there's not road bumps along the way because there can be. Sure. Right? Well, and, and the thing that I've tried to, over the last three years, kind of hush amongst the kids okay. is each year, um, you know, getting towards the end of the year, the younger kids will say, oh, man, you know, we're going to lose the seniors and my best friend's a <laughs> yes. senior and yes. we're not going to be as good next year. Right. And, you know, Which educating, is a pr- pretty common kid response. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, we've all heard it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, educating the kids to know that, like, hey, are you better now than you were at the beginning of the year? Yes. Okay. And you're going to be better next year than right. you are now. And, in fact, okay. those seniors that left, like, they went through the same process that you're going through now. Right. Yes. And then, um, and then on top of that, are you a better teacher each year? Because yes. I'm going to teach those kids better than I taught those kids Absolutely. that just graduated. No, that, you know? and that is a hundred percent right. And 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 I think if the answer you know is well, I know I'm the same teacher I've always been. Oh my goodness, you're missing the boat. Yeah. You know, you're missing the boat. And I think as soon as we we stop seeking uh, to learn, I think that is when our effectiveness as an educator dies. Mm-hmm. You know, and that yeah. happens. It does happen. We get to the point where we're like, no, I don't want to mess with that. Okay, well, uh, what about the kids? Did the kids want to mess with it? You know, right. and and do you even know? Or you're like, well, I'm just going to act like it doesn't exist. And I'm not saying you should just go all out and go well beyond what you're capable of doing. I, I think the the bottom line, and I hope what we've communicated is, you know, we wanted to look at there are obvious differences in groups in terms of classifications and size and how they measure whether things are going well or not. For me, I think where I struggle uh, a lot is I'll see a group or experience a group or be around some kids and, and I, I know good and well that they're giving everything they possibly can given the instruction that they've been given. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're doing the very best they can based on the information that's out there. And it's one thing to say, well, I'm young. I don't really know. I'm seeking help. That's one thing. It's a completely different thing to go. Well, I just don't. It just is what it is. Just kids. That is what I struggle with more than anything else in this business. Band takes too long. Exactly. Too long. You have to work yes. too hard to have that attitude. Right. Because you're not going to be successful with it no matter how long you work. Right. And, and we're not even just talking about success and competitive. God, we're yeah, no, we're no. talking about you're not going to be a successful educator with that, that attitude and that approach. Correct. You know, and uh, yes, are there obstacles to overcome? Sure. Are there, there are things that happen along the way? Absolutely. But, I mean, like, who, who decides, I'm going to get up in the morning. I can't wait to get up in the morning, get out of bed, and go, I cannot wait to suck it up today. Or I cannot wait to be a really mediocre teacher today. Like, I've never done that. Now, there have been days where I went in and was a mediocre teacher, but that wasn't the intent, right? <laughs> gotcha, yeah. And, and so, to me, that, that's just, um, I think it's a lot about how we frame it and a lot about how we build relationships with our students so that they know we're all working towards the same end goal, whatever that is, you know? And, and a lot of times it's not that we're saying you have to work more hours, right? It's not that, um, you know, it, it, it's just focus your work in the right place. Yes. Focus your mind in the right place because you know, there's, there, there's three pretty distinct levels. There's the director that shows up at, at the bell for first period right, and leaves the bell for last period. Yep. And I've, 
I've known those directors. I have too. I, I don't know any current directors that are doing that, but um, <laughs> I'm bet. sure they're out there somewhere. I'm sure they right? are. They're probably not listening to this podcast like what you said. Um, <laughs> and then there's the directors that live at the band hall, like literally like all they do is band. Which is also somewhat destructive. Correct. Yes. And then, you know, I like to be, and I don't want to say I like to be in the middle. I like to be closer to that top person, I think. But, um, but it, it all comes down to what you do with your time, yes. you know, and being efficient and looking for the right help and looking to see how Absolutely. you can do better with it. Because, you know, there's people that are at the top where, where they, you know, they spend all of their time at the band hall and they're mm-hmm. still not successful from a relationship standpoint with right. their students. They're not successful with family. a or their family. Yeah. yeah. Or their, um, you know, their kids being successful musicians or competitively or whatever. But, but you, you have to look for the positives in your program and build on those. And if there's not a lot of them, find some find program them. that, that, that is right. having those positives and see how you can get closer to that. Yes. And, and, and too, you know, I, I know everybody that, that I know, over the course of my career that was a mentor or that was willing to sit down and talk to me about something like those conversations are like, that's gold when those things happen, you know? And for, for example, I'll just give you a quick, really, really fast story. So, um, is this about the last time me and you talked? No, it wasn't. Oh. It was not. <laughs> um, so I was a young director and I had, um, another older director come in and I'm not going to tell you who it was cause it doesn't really matter. But it was a pretty, pretty profound experience for me and a little bit humbling at the same time. So, so the way it went down is um, we were playing this, t- this other team, this other band. I knew the staff of the other group, knew the band history. It was pretty early on in the season. They came out, did their show, and it was not very well put together at that moment in time. Now, it got there, but it wasn't at that point. My kids went out, and they were in a really good place for that point in the season and just kind of threw down, right? Mm -hmm. So I knew, like we all knew what had just happened, right? So the director comes over to me and says, man, that's the best so-and-so band I've ever seen. And then he says, but can you not hem those kids' pants? Oh, my gosh. And, And I was like, Okay, I wasn't expecting that. And and as my kids are coming off the field, I'm looking at it and going, oh, my gosh. And so, like, the pant length was an issue, mm-hmm. right? And so, on the one hand, I could have been like, hey, you old dirtbag, you know, worried about pant length. We'll fix that. It was like, yes, that was good, but, man, that was distracting. Yeah. And that was an aha moment for me, you know. I was like, oh, okay, we got to fix that, you know, because sure. that wasn't as a young, you know, egotistical director. I wasn't expecting that. I was right. expecting, oh yeah, you just got your rear end handed to you. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't, <laughs> that, that taught and, me a very valuable lesson. It yeah. did. Now on the flip side, I, and is this I don't, a joke or are you, are no, you, it's not as serious. I mean, okay, it's okay. just another analogy for that though. Okay. Like when I'm out playing golf with somebody, <laughs> And yes, like yes. they're, you know, they're looking up on every single shot and they're topping every one of them. Yes. Like they're going through the three, the three minute setup and right. then they just, you know, yeah. some people like if you, if you, if they ask me like, man, what am I doing wrong? You know, I'll be like, dude, you're looking up. But, uh, <laughs> but if they you're don't breathing. ask, yeah. If they don't ask, you know, you don't typically go up to them and be like, dude, you're doing this all wrong. That's exactly right. You know? And, yes. and so, you know, 
be be gentle with some of those things unless it's asked of you to, exactly. to say. But um, right. I would I would tell younger you mm-hmm. to be like. Hey man, yeah. Uh, not to play it off that like, hey man, we just killed you, but like, it wasn't that good. So what's wrong with it, you know? Right. Um, but say something like, you know, hey, what do we need to work on? Like, I know that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of. Well, stuff, and you know? and like, <laughs> I think my response, if I remember correctly, is I just kind of chuckled <laughs> because for two reasons: number one, what he said was funny, and number two, I was a little bit embarrassed, right? Yeah. And and but he had a point. Sure. And 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 you know so. I have always remembered that. I don't think I've ever told you that story. No, I hadn't heard it. Yeah. Yeah. That was many, many years ago. But, but anyway, you know, I I think to kind of try to wrap all of this up, because I know we've bounced around all over the place on this one. um, I think you have to be really careful with deciding what your band can and cannot do without really reflecting on what they have done on what you have done. Like, what do they need to be better at? What do you need to be better at? Is there something in your planning, in your instruction, in the creation of your show or whatever you're doing that has some of these little steps built in to, you know, for example, maybe you're a small school and you're scared to death to march in three, four time because you don't want your feet to have to change on count one every other bar, right? Yeah. That is scary the first time you've done that, but maybe that's the next thing your kids need to do. Not to mention, you know, that's a cool, it's a cool feeling, especially if it's a ballad, you know, there's a lot of cool things you can do, um, in three. So just as an example, but you know, I think no matter what lack of resources, um, a lack of numbers, a, a lack of caring, none of those things are an excuse for a poor performance. Yeah. They're just not lack of community support. I mean, like you can, right. You can, you can drum up community support. Yep. You can. Well, I mean that, that for me, that would be one thing that you could have one of those situational, like, uh, yes. Competitive successes Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, look, our band just, you know, won the the intergalactic competition of whatever organization. Yeah. And, 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 you know, your community starts to buzz about what you're doing. And that's not just bands, that's programs, you know, that's, that's any program. Right. And so I I think again, back to try to wrap this up, what are the things we can control as a director? Like what is within our realm of control? Give me some examples. Uh, Marching fundamentals, marching fundamentals, Um, music selection, music selection, Teaching the kids the music. I mean, like helping them learn it appropriately. Appropriately, and exactly. Talking about what are the, what are the individual notes, tuning tendencies on the horns, right? Which hopefully by high school they know, yeah. But they may not, right. and or they may need to be reminded, right? Yeah. Um, show design, show drill design, design, drill design. Yes, and and also you know you're responsible for saying, hey, this is not working, Mr. Drill Designer. I need you to fix this. Yeah. This is not going to work for my students, you know, and be really careful. Don't let, don't let a designer go, well, you know, the design is really, you know, just to do this. This is more of a motif. And and if you don't do this, then it's not going to come across well. Well, no, the answer is that's not going to work for my students. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with it. Don't want to do it. Let's fix that. And then we move on. Right. You know, and it's, Um, and it's, that's another thing that like going into next year and then the next year and the next year that you as a director can get better at 
communicating before the show's written that you're That's not going right. to do this and this. And exactly. This. And there's a, we did a whole episode on that. Remember at the end oh, of the yeah. year last year, yep. um, that end of the year checklist and talking through drill design and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're looking at your band and it's like, okay, this is a challenge. This is a challenge. This is a challenge. I think one of the first questions you have to ask yourself is what is my part in that? What is my part in that? And what am I doing to uh, either a improve it, correct it, change it like not settling I guess is really what I'm trying to get uh, out in this whole big scheme of things is you know you from day one to the very final time you do a performance on whatever material you're working on the goal should be to get stronger and better every time you do it now maybe that happens maybe it doesn't but what you can do is you can look at your videos on week one week three, week seven, week 10. And you can see if that's actually happened or not. Sure. You can hear if that's actually happened or not. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think if you're not staying on top of those things, things can slide South very, very quickly. Like we're about to have a labor day weekend, right? Yep. We're about to have a three day weekend. And then many of us are like, we're not going to bring our kids on Monday night. So we're going to have a Tuesday night rehearsal. And then we got a ball game. Some of us will have a Thursday ball game. Some of us have Friday ball game. And then pretty quick, we're in the middle of September and we're staring down the barrel of our first contest maybe in two to three weeks. Yep. And I'm not saying that to scare anybody, but what, what I Be am scared. saying. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But, but what I am saying is if you're in that mode, I know it's only week two, but if you're in that mode of, well, it's week two and it's okay that it looks like garbage. No, it is not okay. It's never okay. It's never okay to just go, yeah, that just is what it is. It is okay to say, that's not working well. We need to spend some more time on that. And then you do that. That is okay. But it's this, the apathy, the, I don't want to do this. The, my kids are, you know, making all the excuses for why we can't get across the line that we're trying to get across. That's that, you know, if, if I, if I had a pet peeve, that would probably be it. Um, with regard to that, you know, and yeah. I don't say that, I don't know, that probably sounded really judgy. It wasn't really my intent, but, but what I, what I will say is I've worked with a lot of students over the years, worked with a lot of directors, made my own mistakes. Um, I've seen people make mistakes and I've gotten to the point now where I can look at a kid or I can look at an ensemble and go, that is not a student problem. That is not a student issue. And, and that is one of those things where we go, Oh my goodness we can't be there. Right. right. I and mean, we can't be, well, if that's not a student problem, then what problem is it? Well, it's, it's a leadership director problem, yep. you know? And so it's one thing to go, well, I'm brand new and I don't know, and I need help and I'm learning. That's one thing. It's another thing to go, well, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I've learned a lot and I'm still learning. That's also a thing, yeah. but to say, well, it's just as, it's this good. is the way it is here. Right. Absolutely yep. not. Okay. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I hope that you will take our discussion in the spirit that it was intended, which is to remind you that, you know, if you are struggling, if things are not going well, you have resources you can reach out to either in your area or you're welcome to reach out to both of us. Yep. And, and as Jason mentioned earlier, in terms of, Hey, send us your video. If you want some comments, you know, if we've got time, we'll make some comments and send it back to you it didn't cost you anything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, cause, cause again, we want to see you be successful. More importantly, we want to see your students be successful because when they are, you are. 
you know, yep. but, but really I just want to encourage you you start having that discussion about the have and the have nots, the competitive versus, you know, what classification is your apples versus oranges. Please, please, please don't lose sight of what you're really trying to do, which is not win a contest. That's not what you're after as a music educator. And so think about what are the things you can control? What are the things you can improve? Where are you going? What's your level? Are you ramping up? Or are you falling down the ramp? And, and like just reflective questions. We talked about reflective questions before. You have to ask yourself those questions. And a lot of times I would ask myself those, those questions and not necessarily be in a position to answer them. A lot of times I needed a clinician or a mentor to look at what I was doing and go, no, that's not it. Yeah. And here's why. You know, we live with a product for so long, right? right? Depending on what it is. So anyway, um, if you need help, please reach out. Jason, you got anything else? No, man. That's All right, good. cool. So, um, you know, again, really hope everybody um, is having a great season thus far. I know the rain's been kind of a drag. We're hoping that it clears out here pretty quick. But um, if Jason or, or I can be of assistance to any of you struggling or any of you feeling, you know, like, hey, I just can't get this out of my students or I can't get over this hump, please reach out. We would be happy to help you. Or if we're too far away, we'll be happy, happy to find someone who can, you know, get out there either to your school and, and talk to you and, and help this, the, doing this job by yourself is, it can be a very miserable experience if you don't know what you're doing. And I, I was having a conversation with the director earlier this week and in the conversation kind of went like this, talking about small school bands, class A, class two A, when you're the only director, and how challenging that is to do and to do well, right? And and not, that's not to say that it's not challenging to be the director of bands at a 6A, right? Sure. Right? Yeah. But, again, everything has their own – every program, every situation has its own level of challenges associated with it. And so the only error that you make is saying, well, this just is what it is. Yeah. That is the error that you make. And so just don't do that. Don't do that. Let us, let us help reach out, um, say uncle, whatever you got to do to make sure that you are getting over those humps. Cause I know Jason, you had road bumps before I've had road bumps. I mean, it's just part of the job, you know, yeah. but, but just don't settle. Don't settle and go, well, this is just what it is. Don't do that. Keep pushing, keep pushing, keep taking care of your students, um, and keep making decisions in the best interest of your kids and it will serve you well. Maybe you don't get the rating this year, but you have other successes that will build on success. Are your kids having fun? Are they engaged? Are they enjoying the process? Because that's really what you're after. That's really what you're looking for as a music educator. So, all right, Jason, thanks for your time, man. Thank you. And good luck tomorrow night. We got a ball game tomorrow night, right? Mm -hmm. Seven o'clock start. Yeah. So good luck with your performance. Thanks, man. And also good luck to everybody out there. And we will see you guys next time on Band Hacks.